This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented to you by Cut. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T dot com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for pilates, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. It's free to enter over at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's your boy, Boston Capper, the God of Golf Self, Steve Shermer. We're here for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and we have a very special guest with us again. Fucking regular at this point, Mr. Jeff Feinberg. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Always happy to uh, join you guys. Exciting time of of year. Uh, I wasn't on Wyndham last week, but keep on keeping on. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't on Wyndham either, and what's funny is, is I don't know. It's fucking. If if I guess if I had a Wyndham ticket, I'd be super fucking happy. But if I had a Ludwig ticket, like uh, my boy, uh, my boy Steve here, I would be losing my ever loving fucking mind that that thing got canceled. And you know, Wyndham get Wyndham wins a U.S. Open and an elevated event at eighty to one and a hundred to one. I guess the only saving grace for me, not to make Steve feel worse, is like I love Ludwig. Part of me was like. I'd have been so upset to see him lift such a great trophy at the, like the thir- 28, 30 to one. I was on him at Torrey Pine. So the only thing I was like, okay, well, at least I don't hate myself because Ludwig won without me, but I do feel bad for anyone. I, if they played, I would have been full bear that Ludwig would have hunted him down if the leader would have come from the top. Obviously, there could have been so many variables if they actually played. And even saw what Neiman did post his 59, like he just treaded water. Yes. Was such a congratulations, Wyndham. I'm not bitter at all, my friends, all our friends in the internet golf community who have or who have all that extra flow for Super Bowl week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not me. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I've actually added a couple. I, I keep a running top ten of pain rankings for for golf. And I I've added already two entries. Uh, this Ugh. year, one of them was Keegan tied on a par five uh, and failing to get that done at Sony. And then Sam Burns putting one in the drink and losing to a yeah. fucking amateur. So listen, you know, the fact that I lost after a tournament got canceled for what the sixth time, I think, since 2005. And, you know, Wyndham Clark just ended up carding a course record with, you know, a bunch of birdies and a billion strokes gained. You know what? It doesn't even make the list. You know, it's it's fine. We're okay. <laughs> helps that I had Neiman, you know, at Live as well. Yeah, so that, that took a little bit of a sting off it. Uh, we're moving on to uh, to Phoenix here. I so. swore. I swore we were completely fucked, though, because I was on Neiman as well. And the way Steve's weekend was going, I was like, oh, there's no fucking chance Neiman doesn't lose to fucking Sergio. <laughs> like, I thought we were completely dead. Completely dead. Capper, not too... Um, compare like talent or what they might be. Yeah. But I swear to you, tell me if I'm wrong. And if maybe I'm putting this in your head and it's something you'll enjoy and won't be able to unsee. When right. you look at Ludwig's face, do you not yes. like see like Tom Brady's eyes? I do. I do. I do. Like, I, I'm not cheek, like cheekbones too. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the fit. I'm like, I've seen yeah. this face. I've seen this face on like a, it's some, Tom. a dominator before. I'm telling you. It's it looks, Tom. And what's, and what's cr- 
what's crazy it's the 40 year old tom it's not the 20 year old baby face like he looks like 40 year old i'm with giselle supermodel i eat only fucking you know the best foods ever and i don't drink beer there's just like a from like this like if you just like close caption the eyes and like from the cheeks above i swear to you i think it's tom brady's face Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I said I said it's my wife when we were watching oh, okay. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I fell in love with Ludwig when I mean, and to the PG Tour's credit, because they kind of bubble this stuff sometimes. But I remember before sometimes. he broke out at yes, yeah, sometimes. But they, before they, he broke out of Bay Hill last year, they put out a video on YouTube of him just all dressed up in a ski hat and going out in the snow and hitting bunker shots off of snow and three woods and everything and like. I mean, that dude, right from the jump, just star power right there. And he's been awesome since. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that's the last time I'll have a uh, ticket on Ludwig and uh, he's in the mix, you know, down the stretch. But, you know, I, what, what I want to talk about with you, with Jeff, is, you know, we both want to talk about this. Is like, you know, this was kind of, I mean, it was a weird weekend, obviously, with the PGA Tour. You had it canceled after 54 holes, but it just gave Liv this platform on Sunday to showcase itself with a pretty good leaderboard. Uh, I mean, how much live did you watch over the weekend? Did it change your perceptions at all as far as that tour might can offer as far as, you know, it being a competitive product to uh, PG Tours or just, you know, kind of sitting where it was, where it's just, you know, it's an exhibition, doesn't matter, you know, move on to next week. So how do I put this? I didn't watch a ton, but I was also home, got home from out of town with, with kids and without my wife and the weather was nice. That being said, I did watch the last couple holes Sunday in the playoff. Like, I didn't, of course I would. I'm home. I couldn't, I put it up on the YouTube. I even set it up for my parents who had never been able to figure that out, who <laughs> love golf. And like, they're so happy to watch like Sergio or John Rom. Like, they just love golf. Obviously, there's the whole other stuff. Um, that being said, I don't know like what to make of that. Like, I would watch a playoff, you know, like, a play it like if an NBA, like if, if sports games in overtime, like I'm just interested if it's yeah. a sports that I'm interested in. So I don't want to quantify me watching a four hole playoff versus players. I like is like this thing. That's great for live. Uh, I think the field is good. It's fine. I, it's actually great. And I could I watch it again. I will say that I believe what was the best thing for live this week in the narrative discourse was not so much that the PGA didn't play Sunday and they got a bit of an uptick in an audience is more the polarizing fact after the fact. Wyndham Clark wins. He moves up in world rankings, a 54 hole event. Joachim Neiman wins a 54 hole event. He goes backwards in world rankings. So more so than like the, the golf fans who are aware of live and that that event was close and let's go put it on YouTube more so the uptick than that. I think it's just the the discourse surrounding like the polarizing exact 54 hole narrative and 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 we're in this thing and I want Neiman in those majors, man. I would yeah, like man. 80 to 1 for a PGA. I'd bet Neiman forever <laughs> at 80 to 1 in a PGA. Decades yep. straight, long and yeah. straight. Like are you kidding? Um so yeah, that would be my biggest win for Liv is just how it happened in the context of their fight for world ranking points. As someone who wants Neiman to get in the majors, like seeing him go backwards after winning an event on a course we played before in a field in which John Rahm is in, they don't go. You shouldn't be going backwards. 
If you're looking for a super offer for the Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook got you covered. New customers can bet the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Toronto. Bonus bets expire 168 hours from issuance cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming sources yeah so i guess i guess my thing is is look they knew what they were signing up for they got sold a bill of goods probably right just like uh just like the guy selling the monorail right like yeah. uh hey it's gonna work out it's gonna work out great you guys are gonna get the OWG and they even knew. i think as carlos ortiz said they they knew there could be like it might not happen quickly like for them to be dumb right. do it um yeah sure they were yeah, I think Mayo made up a great point. Maybe the major should like, if you're like a top five live player who's already not in a major, like you can't go back. It's not like Pro Bowls where we'll keep adding people to it. Right. But if you're actually like in a qualify, there should be some minor qualification there where they give one or two spots to players who are not already in based on their seasons. That I would like to see that. I just want the majors to not be just to be great, just to be yeah. where everyone is. Yeah, no, and I, and I think the biggest thing for me is, look, they've already, they already took a shit ton of my guys, right? I love Cam Smith. I like Brooks. I loved fucking DJ. Sergio was my guy. I liked Louie. They took the ear, for Christ's sake. Uh, like, Lucas Herbert. Like, I love him. And then they went and took Ram and Hatton, who were, like, my two favorite golfers. Like, fuck. And, but what's funny is, is, like, I don't know. I feel like with all those other golfers went over there, Ram gave it a different air right like we all shat on it and it did whatever throughout however many weeks and it happened last year and i just feel like rom maybe gives it a little gravitas that it didn't have before whether you still can't find on the cw or whatever rom is still out there dropping f-bombs and fucking clearly still in competitive mode like i feel like maybe he's making it a little more legitimate than it was last year so it's a different kind of watch it feels like this. I said to Mayo, and maybe it was a thing I'm pirating from someone saying to me, but it hit hard. Every event kind of feels like the century, I think. Like that's where I am. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. there's a level of that. Not, you know, we don't think the century's exhibition, but there's a level of exhibition to the century. It's yep. far more laid back. It's a high end cluster of really good players. Um, yeah, like every event, and I love watching the century, uh, but you know, if every event's like that sort of vibe and on top of it, they're at fun courses like Valderrama or places that the PGA is exiled or places that they know will find interesting. That is good, but you're right. Rom adds legitimate. Of course it adds legitimacy, yeah. but nothing added more legitimacy than the PGA saying, we'll do a deal with you. Even once, even right. though that deal breaks down. The moment the PGA said we'll do a merger, nothing could be make it more legitimate than just the simple fact of getting to sit at the table 
with yeah. the PGA. Um, I hope they figure something out, man. That's and, and, really and listen. Annoyed. I know Steve. I know Steve wants to jump in. I know Steve wants to jump in. I just have to say this fucking stupid private equity group with this this ghoul John fucking Henry at the at the seat of the table. Forget about it. This is the guy. Do you want to know how bad this guy is at public relations? He has won four fucking championships for the Red Sox who have not won. When I was a kid, we haven't won what, over a hundred fucking years. And everyone hates him. We wow. want him to sell the team. That is how, like, you can do anything in Boston. You get a home run and we get eliminated from playoffs. You get beers and food for life. We love you. Ah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, four championships. We hate his guts. We want him out. They're trying to hire Theo now as like a PR stunt. We want him to sell the team. Tom Warner sucks. John Henry sucks. The fact that this Fenway Sports Group, they bought the fucking Penguins, which is a rival of the Patriots. They got, they got money in fucking race cars and soccer and all this other shit. They give no fucks about the Red Sox. We literally sitting there with our schmenzer on our goddamn hands. Uh, all through the offseason, we're acting like the Tampa Bay Rays, and we spend no money. And this is the fucking guy that is going to save the PGA? No. Private equity comes in to trim the fucking fat and fucking repackage and resell. And that's all they're going to do. And I go give a fuck if the players make more money or not. The the odds, I think I heard you say this, like the odds of them putting more money into the fucking product for the fans is zero or slim, slim to none and slim left fucking town. It's, it's not about the up. money. It's just like, like, like you said it, even from the outside, I know John Henry is not a guy that like, I'm not trusting John Henry to make it Nothing. better for the fans. No. Based on no, what no. I know about John Henry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they literally said in that press release that this $1.5 billion that we're going to go in, the primary purpose is to maximize the revenue of the players and then just a vague statement of, well, we'll just grow the game globally. And I mean, you know, these <laughs> private equity guys, you know, what they do to come in, they invest to get a certain X percent of growth. And part of that, if we're in a sport right now that kind of struggles to expand its bubble as far as attracting fans, I don't really, I, I listen, I love golf. I want it to be more popular. I don't really see a world where it's probably grabbing people to say, I'm going to watch golf instead of the NBA, or I'm going to watch baseball instead of, the, you know, golf or anything. Or, you know, instead of, we could get baseball. We could get baseball. Possibly. I mean, baseball. it's the same demographic, but I mean, what, exactly. what, what was really disturbing to me coming out of, you know, the press release and some quotes is some of the quotes from, you know, guys in the PGA two are saying, well, now we got the money. We, we don't need the PIF. We're just good. We're good over here. I mean, what the hell do you think is going to happen with this stuff? I mean, sure. You got some stock and grant rights, but like, I think they are on absolute bath salts. If they think that they can just continue to coexist with a competing organization that's still actively trying to post their players and these, stock, yeah, and these stock rates that they have, they got to stick around for a while. Do you know what the Saudis yeah. are doing? They're giving them a fat check right now. What do you Up think front, these guys baby. are going to be doing? And these guys have really just kind of show themselves at the end of the day that they really just care about money. I mean, I, I've, I've seen way too much of the, how the sauce has been being made the last year and a half. And, you know, it's, they've kind of shown their true colors and, I don't know. I, I I did not like some of the quotes from Spieth and Ricky. And ironically, fucking moron. I, I, ironically, the guy that took the most heat is the most clear and loose. Rory. Is Rory that he says, you know, we need the game to get it back together. And I mean, I don't blame him for leaving the tax chains or moving to London. Like, 
I, I don't think these guys have any clue what they're signing up for. And getting- and the worst thing about this, Steve, and I know we've talked about this, is is like these fucking these guys are pro golfers. They wear finance hats and they think they understand how finance works through osmosis when they sweat through their hat and it goes into their brain or something. Jordan Spieth knows fucking nothing about how private equity works at all, and half of his quotes made my mind explode. And he's the mouthpiece. Like I'm, like I was the biggest. I, I hated Rory for lots of reasons. Like I said, my grandfather da- downloaded the bad stuff for uh, Irish Protestants versus Irish Catholics. And, uh, but no one's abused him more than me. But the fact he finally realized he was Moynihan's like mouthpiece and he was the one to take the fall. He was the patsy. Uh, it, now that he's realized it, that's he's the other part. Yep. The, the fact that Monaghan could still like, I I'm a pessimist. Like he fails off. This is short term game for long term, uh, short term pain for long term gain. I think there's, I think it's like long-term pain. Like Jay, they, they didn't Agreed. even replace Monaghan and no. it'll be interesting to see tiger will obviously get, get a lot of media or he'll do a big presser. I'm sure at Riv next week for both apparel, but um, he, he'll meet the media. And by all accounts, like he's the one that killed the merger. So yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Like in the moment, no, I don't like that like we'll see what history says about that. But right now, I don't think that's a good thing for me. No, and 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 the fact that listen, I know you hate Monahan as much as I do. I hate him. I hate him possibly more than you do because I know where he came from and I hated his boss. Um, he he sucked at a giant corporation that I worked for. He failed up there, failed up there, and he just keeps fucking failing up, and it's fucking frustrating. Like this guy, he's done so many bad things. Like it, it just. Unbelievable. Never mind using 9-11 families for his fucking talking points and then walking them back. Like, and it, it, I just, I can't with him. Like the fact I, I was, I was with you and I don't wish death upon anyone, but I was, I would hope, I was hoping he would have a big enough health scare. I'm not deaf. I just don't feel bad for the, yeah, I don't wish, yeah, yeah. I just don't yeah. feel bad. I'm not the one that was like sending like, oh, wishing him well to no, like, no, never. No, never. that like, no, I'll have to hear no. about something way worse no. to wish him well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I watched probably an unhealthy amount of live this weekend because I've kind of taken upon myself as if if this if if the top, if really we're in this landscape of these live events, what do they mean? You know, in the grand scheme of things, but these PG tour events, I mean, at least the first couple, you know, this year, not a lot of energy, kind of dead, and I think it's to me that you know the curtain's been kind of pulled that. You know, the majors always mattered only to anybody else, but in this little pocket of golf fans, like the Valspar matter, the Rocket Mortgage matter. More than that, fans. like right. they, I like you, like was able to buy into the myth. I'll now right. call it a myth. Like, no, fuck <laughs> Bay Hill. It's so fucking important, man. Arnie's legacy, <laughs> Memorial Jack's legacy, like all these events and like we're still allowed to enjoy them like when we watch them on the weekend it's still players we like bets we have high leverage shots that mean a lot um you know for for players um but it just the myth of them is so like gone like it does not matter it's all phony now that being said like as golf fans like we can so easily complain Thursday through Saturday and Sunday morning, but yep. is golf on TV that bad? Like Sunday, come Sunday at three o'clock, like when the leaders are on the back nine 
unless it's like the situation like one year at Riv, like 10 guys were like legitimately like within a <laughs> like most of the times like no they're just showing the guys who are actually contending they don't give a shit about your birdie streaks for draft king like at that right. point of the tournament right. once like everyone is kind of watching even the hardcores and the casuals there's only so many players competing to actually win. I do feel like they do show those shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I mean, look, <laughs> no, like, I, I think in the gambling community, just like it's golf on TV. We're sweating bets. Like everything's gonna be important. It's kind of like with you know, like you know, switching back and forth with Pebble and Liv. Like I had Neiman in the mix. I had Aberg in the mix. Like just trying to watch it back and forth there. Um, I just felt like on Saturday trying to juggle both and not and knowing that in the grand scheme of things, neither really matter. It just really made me wish, like you said, they all just come back under one roof. But I did feel because from a content standpoint, as someone who just gives golf advice, I can lazily not watch some PGA Tour stuff and still get my opinion on a guy because I have strokes gain. I have useful stuff. I feel like if the majors are all that really matter and the most important content that I got to do every single year is the majors, unfortunately, I'm going to have to eat my Brussels sprouts and watch a lot of live because I need to have that eyeball test now to try and figure out, okay, like who's hitting good shots, who's not. And supposedly, this, supposedly they're coming up with strokes gain soon. Other than I'm not even talking about that Google every shot thing. I heard that they're supposedly they have whatever they're knockoff technology is right which because it doesn't infringe on the quote-unquote shot link data mm-hmm. but rumors are it's coming out this season they're gonna have shot link and that's gonna I, that'll definitely change it for the gamblers anyway well even on the on the broadcast they actually showed at one point who's leading stroke skein off the tee and i'm like well i mean is that fake are they making this stuff up but like <laughs> it's clearly coming from somewhere they have certain bells and whistles on there that says okay they at least know where these guys are as far as all right he's in the rough he's x yards away and you know, I mean, it seems like they have the capability to do it. There's some cool things they did do, but like watching that broadcast sometimes, like you'll get, all right, this really cool putting line. Like it's pretty accurate. All right, let's go to the cliques uh, dinner. Montage. That putting line is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it got annoying. That putting line is annoying. annoying. I didn't mind it. It's annoying. I don't. I like. Yeah, I, I like it. With- see it, and then they got to pull it. It shouldn't be there when the puck, the 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 Great. ball is away. Agreed. I want to watch it myself it. and realize it's you not going You have to see here. it and then register what the line is. And then part of the yeah. charm of watching the actual putt without the line is thinking, oh, I think that's on the line. They just Exactly. Thank you. But yes. like visually, it is, it's kind of blah. But, but as Mayo said on Monday, because he watched Liv almost for his first time, he's like the leaderboard. Oh. It's like so much going on, but they are close to like having a really good leaderboard. Like the ceiling of that leaderboard is high. If that makes any yeah. sense, it's a high ceiling leaderboard, but they got to clean it up. They got to, they got to take away some things, but like the concept of what they're doing isn't um, bad, but they just like, I don't know. They have short form names. Like it's just a, like yeah. the team logo, it just can be confusing and, and muddled, but the potential is there for them to really hit something out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of I, I watch a lot of auto racing. It, it looks exactly like you have an F1. They use the shortened names too, or even in NASCAR, they have like a little pylon up top, and like it's similar. You see like guys in real time move up, move down. 
Um, but yeah, there is a lot going on. It can be a little bit of sensory overload, especially without, you know, there's not a lot of commercials, which is a good thing. But I did feel at the end of it, just I felt like I needed some Visine. Yeah, like um, almost like an have a I do like hearing after Faraday watching again. for too long. Mm-hmm. You like hearing Faraday again? Yeah, dude, I love Faraday, dude. I don't know. He's lost his fastball. He said the uh, the cave in the middle of the Southern Fairway leads to the Mediterranean. Listen, so. man. Listen, you want to listen? Uh, the PGA Tour guys are the fucking worst. The like Corey Connor is the best putter ever. Fucking uh, Morikawa, one of the longest players on tour. Like those guys step on their dick every single fucking broadcast. So don't. But yeah. Faraday at least has cachet. The thing, what, what's come clear to me is what we, even as the most hardcore golf f- bet, fans, betters, all that stuff, we make fun of the PGA for playing too much. Like we do, like, cause we're like, man, yes, we yeah. could use more weeks. We're like, we don't have to freaking track this yeah. thing. I'm not fucking, but I'm not covering the John Deere. This yeah, week. but the yeah. fact that they play too much is actually maybe their biggest strength because yeah. they literally are so reliable to even like the niche golf fan just knows like like there's only two or three weeks a year where I put on at CBS on Sunday at dinner time and there's not a golf tournament finishing the same way like an old person puts on the weather channel like they just know it's happening I say it many times with the live schedule playing 11 12 times even if you're on Fox it's hard for people to like know when you're actually playing um like your fields can be great, but there's just the consistency that the person who's not even on our tier, but watches, loves to watch golf. Like they just know that it's an appointment viewing, like the six o'clock news. You just know it's there. The PGA has that. We make fun of the PGA for that, but in hindsight, yeah. like looking at it, it actually might be their biggest strength in this battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point. I was looking at the the ratings for uh, Pebble this weekend, and even on Sunday, the replay of I think the third round there, it got 1.5 million, you know, uh, views there. And it was mostly, I think it's right. It's people, it's creatures of habit. It's like my dad, or yeah. <laughs> like you know, the TV in a pro shop, or us hardcore golf fans. Like we're always going to have it. And you're right. Like yeah, this Mayakoba event. It got incredibly lucky that it happened to go against a tournament that got canceled. And it's people just said, okay, maybe I'll go check this out. It was a good leaderboard. Things kind of fell as good as it did. And it still only got 484,000. Because there's a lot of people who like golf, niche golf fans who would, they didn't even know it was on. Right. And yeah, it and- doesn't have, it's not like you can't play so sporadically. And like people, like, how do you get into the consciousness? of it uh that's really that's really maybe the biggest thing holding it back like obviously like majors and like huge tentpole events you know they're given oxygen by you know networks and and media but again the old yeller aspect of like golf on the weekend is like like this nightly news to to like even casual niche golf fans yeah, I, I never thought of it like that until you put it like that. The the reliability. Yeah, because like, I Andy, always make Andy fun Rooney. of us. Give us yeah. like less events. Exhausting. Like let us get <laughs> out of a car wash for a couple extra. Weeks oh, we do it every every year at the end of the year. Me and Steve both look at each other. Go. Do we want to do this for another fucking year? Don't you wish they had a real off season like the other sports where it's like you could just no, we have no off even, season. 
Yeah, none. It's like wrestle. It's literally like wrestling. They go as often as Monday Night Raw. Maybe Raw goes once or twice more than there's a golf tournament in a yeah, year. Fucking insane. Mm. But uh, all right. Well, listen. That was our that was our live bet uh, or bit, I guess. Uh, so we have have uh, the Phoenix Open to talk about. So not an elevated event this year. Uh, we're very familiar with the course. We already had two big dogs drop out, Xander and Victor. Victor is not on live yet, so that was good. Uh, that would have that would have broken poor Jeff today if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> As I've joked many times, you know, in this world where now the myths are gone, you almost have to create your own reason to find something important. And yeah. I sort of joked, my barometer is if Victor and Ludwig are playing in this in an event. It's important, um, okay. but you might almost choose your own adventure as to what will make something important enough to you outside of the betting aspect of it, which, yeah, yeah. Mm. Listen, well, if I have money on it, if I have money on it, I am interested in it. Like, that's the end of story. Like, if I, if I have a sweat on Sunday, I'm fine with it. But Cam Smith and John Rahm were my two favorite golfers after DJ, and they're all gone now. I know. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to pretend to watch these milk toast country club fucks who have no personality on the PGA tour. And now I have to sit through the rocket mortgage and pretend like I give a fuck. Like it's tough. I know. I mean, we don't even have Harry Higgs taking off his shirt uh, at Phoenix this year. Cause he's no longer the PGA tour. So, you know, God forbid where the rating is going to do there. But I mean, th this event never, I, I never, it doesn't need an elevated status though. I mean, yeah. the, is the field <laughs> not no. as good as probably what it could be? Yeah. It sucks that, you know, guys like Xander and Victor aren't there, but you know, I mean, it's it's still kind of like what Jeff said. We're creatures of habit with golf. Everybody's going to have Scottsdale on before the Super Bowl. That mm -hmm. is the appetizer for everything. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of really happy memories of good stuff happening at this event. Not necessarily like, you know, for betting wise, but like just exciting finishes and um, dramatic moments and playoffs running into the Super Bowl where you're trying to, you know, fight off people saying, hey, turn on the game and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, and, and this golf course, regardless of who plays in it, there's enough variance and car crashes that it's always going to make it interesting on top of the fact that it's just a wild party in 16. I mean, it's it doesn't need the signature event status. This is definitely a primo event regardless of who plays in it. I always got, I always go back. I'm sure Jeff Jeff I heard Jeff say he listen. This is where he embarrasses himself in front of like people who don't normally watch golf. So I I, I don't remember what year a couple of years ago when James Hahn all of a sudden was making the fucking run and we were all sitting in our fucking living room and Steve me and you already had Brooks right? No, we bet him a lot. He was twenty to one on the back nine and everybody looked like they were choking it away. And we I think I texted everybody saying, looks like they were choking. I just bet Brooks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But we, uh, but everybody else, we in my house, no one had bet golf. Like, like my buddies don't bet golf. They all think I'm a fuck. Like they're degenerates, but like I'm a next level degenerate. And I'm like, listen, you guys get a bet, Han. They're like, he's fucking making a run. And they're like, you don't know who he is. It's like I don't give a fuck. I was like, he's making a run on the back nine. He's ninety to one. We caught his book sleeping. Bet him. Bet Brooks at twenty to one. And so we're watching it come down and. Not a peep of anybody gives a shit about that Super Bowl coming on. They all give a fuck about the waste management open, and that is one of the happiest thing, like things ever. Like I was able to give these people the the poison of golf betting because three of those guys still bet golf today because of that one afternoon. You know, for all the shine the PGA has lost in the last couple of years, this event I'd argue has lost none. It, as you mentioned, none. I don't think it needs. They could go probably close to five, six, seven, eight years having a below average field.
before it becomes a problem. Like there is so much equity into this event from the public consciousness, the sports media consciousness, the sports fan. You could make a case that it is the most important event on the PGA tour in some respects that it is like almost like the fifth major, not that the winner is treated like a major champion, not that you'll get endorsements from it or that we'll even remember who won a year ago. But in just in terms of like name a PGA tournament, like I just feel like this, it's embraced its pre-Super Bowl spot. Everything about it like is embraced by the mainstream that like, I don't mean major champion in terms of what it does for the winner, but in terms of like notoriety, I'd argue it's this and the players is probably the most important thing the PGA has. I would 100% agree with that. 100. I can't think. Of, I can't think of two other events. And and I would say the players, but it's only because I live here and I go. <laughs> so I mean, that was the only reason. And I love it has it. so much equity in the in the public consciousness that again, this field is that like it can. There was a time where the field wasn't great. It was Ricky and Hideki and a bunch of everyone else. And that's and those were the years where this event grew in its popularity. So that shows this event does not need elevated at all. It's almost a waste to give it elevated um, unless maybe we got to put some juice back into it if we feel like it's losing its luster. But as I said, it's probably got at least six years before that's even like possible. Hmm. There you go. Well, shifting to the betting aspect of this. So I I heard you mention that you have been been sitting out a couple of futures, I think, for a couple months now for this event. Um, you want to tell the audience what they were and are there any right now that you might regret making or, you know, is there some like that you have right now that are just like, you're really salivating like, Oh my God, I got the juicy number on, on this guy right here. So it was fun. DraftKings put this up like majors, right? It was up through all the fall swing. And then, you know, as Rom lived affected, as we got the new schedule, it was like, Holy shit. Like there could be an opportunity here because maybe, the schedule is weaker and Rom like people are leaving like because Rom's a Phoenix guy he would come like that in of itself um I, but I gotta be honest I think I I I misread the market I'm not upset God. with my futures I have Sahith and Minwoo both at 65 I'm upset the Ludwig 40s aren't playing and I think once I had the Ludwig 40 I just kept re-upping on it and I'd like look at that JT, <laughs> I'd look at that JT thirty five and probably think shit like he's not that good of a player at this moment like he probably needs to be there, but I didn't want to bet anyone else because I'm like no one else is winning but Ludwig. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I do think I misread the market because I'd argue those JT bets were probably the best one in hindsight. That was the bet to make because he didn't have the <laughs> ranking where he couldn't like skip this like some other high end players. And he had the course history. So that one went over my head. I'm happy with my Sahith ticket. I love Min Woo. Yes, so no regrets there. I just wish I saw the JT in hindsight. The JT. The JT thing was so clear from go. So I'm mad. It at wasn't clear though for not seeing it, was, it. I guess. Jeff, it was not clear, right? JT. So you're right. Thank you. Last JT's year. Fine. He was it's fucking. Up. Terrible. I literally threw a temper tantrum like my fucking daughter would have if I turned frozen off when he got picked to the Ryder Cup team over Keegan Bradley. I was, I wished death upon the team. I hope they got swept and didn't win a fucking point because I was so mad that JT went 
versus Keegan Bradley because there was no signs of life. He had to go play the DP tour and still didn't do shit. What was that terrible tour he played? Was it what, what the hell was that tournament he played? It was uh, the net bank. He finished top ten. No, 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 not overseas. The, the Bahamas one Maybe or whatever it was. The, uh, the Fortnite. Thank you. The Fortnite. The Fortnite. And he fucking top 10 there and it was me you and jeff fucking playing like forget about it like i was so fucking mad and hey, thank you for making me feel like like i wasn't yeah, no. as big of a mess just props to people it's not a big mess who, it, who no. saw yeah. it um yes. but no drop i like they can pin that seal yeah they can pin that seal to their fridge with the rest of their losing bets because literally everyone in the community is on jt i'm not everyone i'm not I just decided no, I can't do it. Not with everybody. Um, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. If he wins, people get a victory lap 10 oh, minutes yeah. before the Super Bowl. I'll be jealous because we'll put our hands in our pocket and feel our thigh and no money, but <laughs> I'm right. not doing it. I'm not. Right. I'm not betting JT at that number. I'm not. Nope. Even the 14. Yeah, I see why people liked it, did it, but I just couldn't get there myself. Yeah. This is gonna, I mean, they, if this is Ricky in Detroit again, though, Steve, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's another oh, bet. Jeff, Jeff was the same. I forgot Jeff was the same way. I refused to bet this goddamn thing because the narrative was too strong. Uh, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not betting it. No, Jeff, uh, Jeff, I had Morikawa and Hadwin tickets at the Rocket Mortgage, and I saw everybody spike the football for Ricky. And then I went and had my kid, and I was gone for a month and a half. I think people thought I probably quit the show. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> but you, you bring up a good point with like, G, I mean, we, with JT, like you know, if you want to bet the number there, let, let's let's pretend you cleared the board right now. Like you don't have any bets right here. Obviously, we've been having trends of long shot winners, winners. to the point that everybody's just going to say right now, well, what's the point of betting favorites? You might as well just bet long shots here. Are are you still are you starting to? Because I, I know historically you like pepper in like the thirty to sixty range like that's been the sweet spot that's been a sweet spot for a lot of us you know over the years are you starting to maybe move off that a little bit and being a little amenable to going long shots or are you just going to be stubborn like i think i am and we're all we're all the same stubborn just stay there stay there Okay. Stubborn. I'm like, yeah, I don't like change. Like when a site when a website changes its layout, I'm like angry. Like, no, I like the old DSPN. But then like five days later you're like, oh this is pretty good stuff. Like I get what they did here. I uh, no, not this week. I'm not changing my ways. I was tempted once I knew I wasn't betting JT, and then those big withdrawals happened. Um, the only guy sort of truly under 25 to one that I've been thinking about was Sam Burns. I really yeah, liked how go. he's played uh, the tenth at Pebble, the sixth, which was like really a second. You know, for for all like if you watch it, he went full tilt on the last. Whatever that happens, <laughs> it happened to anybody. Um, I love the way he's playing. He's back on his favorite carpet greens. He's putting lights out. Like I would take Burns at like the 20, 20 I think maybe it's they're 20. still there. It's twenty right now, still. still yeah, 20. over JT. Like that will be that double be the odds. Guy. Double the odds. I, I and I know JT's got so many career wins, but truly, like Burns is. It's also been a while since he's won, so he's in a bit of his well, a stroke play win drought because he did win match play. Uh, I trust Burns just as much as JT. I could probably argue to someone I should trust him more. more. So JT, that more. is the guy. I know speed is popular, but just uh, of the higher end players, it would be Burns who would have my most attention uh, under 25 to 1. Okay. Mine Gabbard, as well. you also um, yeah, yeah, I'm, well? I'm, okay. yeah, I bet Burns at 20. And it's just, and for everything Jeff said, like, listen, if, if, <laughs> if he, so Steve, once again, I think I told you this. 
I know you had burns and when he went in the water, I laughed and laughed and laughed. And then I texted you like, Oh no. Um, <laughs> I had him it was hilarious to me there. that you lost. Yeah. <laughs> that you lost to an amateur. Uh, but uh, I feel like, listen, the hot putter in this type of field, like this is fucking, this is burns to win. And JT is the fucking choke. Like that is the way it is. And look, here's the deal. Scotty can come take our fucking lunch money at three P to fucking five to one. Scotty in this field at five to one. I don't know. Like it's silly, but at the same point, it's still Scotty. And all he all he has to do is lose like a half a stroke putting to to more than what? Other than like four or five guys in this field and he'll fucking boat race it. So I don't know. I, I like I like Burns. I like his I like his player profile for this. Um yeah, and I trust him more than JT. And this he's twice the number, man. Is fuck he's twice the number. Like, forget about it. Like, twice the okay. number. That's it. All right. I mean, at the beginning of the Plus week, you know, I don't like JT. Yeah, I know. We should disclaim all your takes is that known JT hater, Boston Capper, you know, at oh, the bottom right. of the screen there before we, uh, before you do the takes there. Now, so I, I was going back and forth between Burns and going back to Homa this week. Homa's got a decent track record here, driver heavy golf course. I'm not really all that concerned about what happened at Pebble. I know that he has a good history there. It is what it is. But you know, I, I think with the weather this week, little colder, little rainy, maybe some windier conditions. I've seen Max Homa do pretty well in some pretty bad weather through the course of his career. Makes me a little concerned maybe this isn't quite the putting contest for Sam Burns, although that might actually help him if it's, you know, little wetter fairways, balls out rolling out a little bit, maybe it's not going to roll in that cactus bush this time. So, uh, <laughs> I end up I end up going with Homa at 20. Uh it's dropped a lot. It was that was before Hovland and Xander dropped out, but you know, I just love how he's been driving the ball. He's been pretty What's good. Homa saying that now? Oh, probably like 14, 16 maybe. I um, like Homa more than Spieth, but less than Burns because, as I said, Burns would be my favorite. I like, I like Spieth more than Homa only because I laid minus 160 for a top 20 uh, on Homa last week. Thanks for showing up in your fucking home state, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are a vindictive uh, gambler. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I I I don't mind the Burns pick. I mean, obviously, despite what happened at the Amex, that travesty there, uh, a lot of good success with Burns, and uh, you know, my career gambling. I hope it works out for you. And guys. He had an yeah. outstanding Saturday. That final round, he played great. He he double bogeyed seventeen, a par three, also ironically on Saturday yeah. at Pebble. So, um, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I really like what I saw there. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I'm happy. You haven't pulled the trigger on Burns? I haven't pulled it yet, but I'm happy to Pull see it. you can still get the 20s. Um, you still get the 20s. And so, you, like you said, you watched uh, Ludwig. So, uh, I think it was last year I went to the – it was either last – it was either last year or the year before I was following him. Oh, so it must have been two years ago. So that, it was him and Paul Casey were in the same group. And nobody was following around Sam Burns and Paul Casey. I can't remember who the fuck else was with him. Uh, but I was like, there's no one following fucking Sam Burns. Let's follow Sam Burns. And the sound of his ball coming off the fucking tee box, like, oh, sexy. Yeah. Like, sexy yeah. and like, I don't know. Like, it, I could have fun at a after. golf tournament blind if I got to watch just Ludwig <laughs> off the tee. Listen, sorry, listen to these guys, some of these guys off the tee. It truly yeah. is. Like it's if insane. I could say why you should go to an event, it's truly to hear that sound. Like I'm yeah. telling you, 
it's a it's real damn it it's real (laughs) it is is absolutely real because when you and your drunk buddies are on fucking 12 uh on your sunday round there ain't nobody making anything close to that fucking sound period end of story it's like the one time in your round you hit a perfect drive or a perfect iron times a hundred it's unbelievable what a true golf shot sounds like <laughs> it's a go. true golf shot with like a 180 swing speed. It, uh, it's a different sort of sound. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, yeah. De- different thing there. All right. So let's go a little bit uh, higher up the odds where there, other than Minwoo Lee and Sahith, who you have that side, you know, between like 25 and like 50. Any other golfers in that range piquing your interest, Jeff, as far as uh, either adding a bet or if, you know, you had the ability, you would have bet him at this number? Would you still bet Sahith at 35? I don't know. Maybe. I I get like I'm not sure. There's no gunky head, Jeff. It's okay. Yeah, no. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know if I played him this. I'm not sure. I don't know. That was a decision made in the fall. We're happy with it. I'm not going to lie. Here, I really like Sungjae. I really like Fitzpatrick. Uh, And I've seen Cam Young as high as 50, and I like to think this place could really work for him. So those would be the players in that 30 to 60. And Hideki. Uh, Hideki, I have bet. Hideki, I have bet. Sung J.M., I have bet. So I guess I should say that and then say that it is the Fitzpatrick and willing to maybe try this Cam Young thing. Um, Stop it with the Cam Young. Just, just slam your hand in a draw instead. Put your hand inside the draw and just slam it. I know, right? Because when he's like on the fringe, 39 feet for eagle on the par five, and he's going to walk off with a par. Like, that's why I don't track golf on Thursdays. (laughs) That is why. That would just, it would ruin the next like 45 (laughs) minutes to an hour of a day where I have things to do, be it for work or my family. I, like I need to get something productive done. If I see that, it will like just I'd be on tilt on a Thursday. That's why people I like checking at the end of Thursdays. That like yeah. people like Cam Young is why I yeah. can't track golf on a Thursday. I'm gonna invite you to our text chain on a Thursday because <laughs> I have multiple first round leaders and then like in round matchups. I start motherfucking people at about nine fifteen a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what is Nick Taylor doing? It's two holes in, buddy. He has two pars. Okay, relax. Okay, yeah. relax. Um, no, okay. I thought you were asking to, for me to sell you on Cam Young, but you were just telling me to no, put my no, hand in no. a drawer and smash stop, it. No, don't bet. Cam Young is never going to win on tour. End of story. Period. Listen, everybody got infatuated because he drove really long and they did well on short courses. And he did well at the fucking at the open that Cam Smith came and stole uh, Roy's money, which is still warms the cockles of my heart. But fucking, he's never gonna win. He's not gonna win. I know. I do feel like this I'm is the right type now. of course that can suit him. He did a he. Lost, I know it was an what embarrassing. It was an embarrassing finish in the Middle East, but you know, there's like desert there. He shot, he shot, two, <laughs> he shot two. He shot two over. I, I know. Desert. So embarrassing. It, it's. And Underdog Fantasy is going to wait to play alongside your favorite players all season long. They got all sports covered. All you got to do is simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats that you can cash in and you can even win 100 times your money with some spicy plays. I'll be releasing some of mine on uh, the TikTok and uh, Instagram or whatever my producer wants to put it on this week for 
little cross sports action, some PGA stuff. So watch along, make your picks, and make a little cash over at Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code GOLF, SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GOLF, dot SGPN. And don't forget about our Super Bowl 58 props contest, $1,000. Winner take all, free to enter. You pick 58 props for Super Bowl 50. Enter today at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash SB50 or the link in the SGPN app. And Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Social betting is new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, or other events with verifiable outcomes, plus tons of social features that give you the feeling of a social network. Uh, they offer lower vague with fully customizable odds, and you can create your own bets. Plus, they handle the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anybody for any money. Group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, and profiles and groups. So uh, it's a great way to get down on some action. Plus, you get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Cut also allows you to list almost any kind of bet perfect for getting any action on those fun super bowl prop bets cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's u.s based and available in 40 states head to cut.com that's k-u-t-t.com and use promo code sgpn for a 10 percent deposit bonus and game time the big game is right around the corner maybe you live in vegas and you don't have a ticket yet maybe game time has a good price for you uh it's the easiest way to buy tickets and it's not stressful at all uh you can buy tickets for sports music comedy theater whatever you want killer deals up to the last minute with the best price guarantee uh you don't have to plan in advance plus you get exclusive flash deals on tickets to like i said anything you want sports comedy theater whatever plus like i said the game time guarantee guarantees you the best price and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less they'll credit you 100 percent 110 percent of the difference is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason you get images of your seat which is always good especially if you go to a place like fenway you don't want a stanchion in front of your face so you know what ticket you're getting and what view you're going to get uh two taps you set plus you know tickets are sent directly with your phone so you don't have to dig through your email so snag tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app Create an account and use code CFBX for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for pilots, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any pilot idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary optimizer tool to get hit rates dipped down by leg as well as an expected probability by the for the entire pilot sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot which one's got value so stop betting the dock and join over thirty thousand researchers betting with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven pilot is download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame that's you're Listen, right. don't, don't don't forget second and Jetta too. You know that's another desert. Cam Law when there's sand around, um, I don't know. Just a bit. You're you're you're, you're fair. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Just method man it. Put your dick in the draw and <laughs> slam it shut. Next time you want to bet Cam Young. Cam Young's never winning on the PGA Tour. Period. All right. All right. Well, That's I, my stance. well I, I bet somebody he's at a much lower number now. He's been steamed crazy this week. 
Uh, it's another guy who can basically put your hand in a drawer and just slam it. Um, I bet Ben on 45 okay. to one. I'll just stop no, that by saying that. it's a great bet. Only in if you, what are the sports books doing? Like yeah. that, you look at the odds right now, and it's it's what are the the sports books like? Know. No, this fucker is there on Sunday. Handle. Well, they know yeah. he's going to be like three to one live at some point. The fact that they can hang a pre-tournament <laughs> number like this yep. around those sorts of players. Like, do people even outside of like our internet like circle even know who Ben on is? No this shot. Is a, no this shot. This is a tournament that takes a little more. Like, it's not a major, but I would like to think this tournament's taking more casual bets than a lot of PGA. Oh, absolutely events. is. Events absolutely is. Uh, so yeah, I so the books are. I tweeted Ben and maybe but like two tournaments ago. Like, what does it feel like to have the sports books afraid of you? I should go find that tweet and just retweet it right now because if you look at the odds, it's a perfect sense. Yeah. So here's what I think is happening because I actually when it opened, well, not open, but this was when I first like started looking. I saw Ben on forty five to one, and I know that Data Golf has been irrationally high on Ben on. Like to the point where they always show his odds when it opens at like plus EV. And I just knew at that point, once people see that, he just gets bet up immediately. So I was surprised he got up as high as like 28 to one after that. But I mean, the case for Ben on, I mean, I, you know, driving is a huge predicted metric here. Uh, it's also very uh, correlated to interim success as well. Obviously, driving really good. The putter has been, besides that five-footer that he missed. Uh, and I, you were on Keegan. I was on him. I would like to say if he wins, I'll send him a tweet of congratulations. I'll congratulate everyone who had the balls to bet it early. I'll give bigger congratulations, scary enough, to the people who got the shorter number. Like, I'll give bigger <laughs> props to the dudes that stepped in at yeah, 30 on Ben Ann than I will agreed. to you, Steve, uh, who bet it at what feels like maybe a normal number. Like, um. I'll yep. just have to accept that it happened. I cannot. I just can't get on it here. I, I'm. I can't. But like a lot of us on the web, I'm. I'm cheering for the guy. He seems like a lovely fella. Yeah. No, I, I yes. get it. If, sure. if I was looking at twenty eight thirty to one, I probably. I probably would go Fitzpatrick. Is that what he's at right now? You would just swallow eight points and bet Sam Burns and Jordan Speed. Yes, I probably probably would at that point. Or one hundred percent. Steve is one hundred percent doing that. He's not. He's not. He is not doing. He's going Ben and twenty eight. Sam Burns twenty. Ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred, he's doing Burns. If that's the mathematical equation. Yes, I probably would. Or Jeff, he is. He is my Pozzola. (laughs) <laughs> if that if that helps you understand the relationship he constantly shames me for gut betting and making negative ev bets yeah. and then i just yell at him and say i don't care yeah i bet golfers not numbers guys that's right baby Let's go. <laughs> I, I bet players <laughs> not numbers put, put that on. i don't bet fucking numbers yeah. I was in finance for a fucking a decade and I understand how these numbers work. Guess what I still don't do? I don't bet fucking numbers because numbers don't factor in guts, clutch, and balls. Period. End of story. I don't care. The numbers can never factor in on that. And that's the way Dan Campbell just lost with the fucking Lions because he decided to take the analytics in instead of realizing momentum is an actual fucking thing. I don't care. The numbers can't tell you it, but it is an actual thing. And 
he pissed it down his leg, and that's why Detroit should be in the Super Bowl versus not. But the analytics community, the number nerds, Steve, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Ruins, ruin, ruin, are ruining sports. They ruined baseball already. They have ruined baseball. They're trying to ruin football. <laughs> Look, I, I can at least go to a high level and know when, if a guy has balls or not based on looking at the stats, okay? I have that wherewithal, except for Sung J.M. sometimes. Uh, I, you I bet always him, I, Sung J.M. I bet him way too much. On and, him. Uh, you know, I, I'm finally but off him. Apparently um, Sung, oh, I don't want to say this then. Oh, what, why is that? Oh, no, so no, I don't want to like, if you're off song, I don't want to like say something that could put you on. Apparently, well, 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 I'm allowed to shock caller him if he bets him again. So go ahead and tell him. I, 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 have, a, I have a, I have a thought because I, I, I remember last year he went, he came back from Korea and he was battling kind of a neck injury and he just went completely into the tank. No, and now, I, I'm, just want, now I'm staring at three really bad iron performances in the rows. But if you got some inside intel on, I don't have any actual inside intel. I just would say that apparently some people who consider themselves like better at this than others uh, might like uh, like Peabody is apparently very in on Sungjae this week. So that like I'm just saying that's why some of these like streeter books have like Sungjae at like 22 to 1 because He's been smashed by some syndicate. Peabody has a fucking portfolio where he's trading 9,000 fucking shares that are worth fucking $40. Yeah, I don't. I number. Yeah. Like, yeah. Peabody I'm is on not Jay. Fuck Rufus. Okay. I don't mean fuck listen. Rufus. I yeah, mean, yeah, listen. I like, if you want to bet Jay this week, you can yeah. do it because I like him, not because apparently a guy who's way smarter than I likes him. I have bet Jay this week. I didn't know about that when I did do it, but I, I'm. I, it didn't bother me to hear it. Yeah, so here's the deal. Rufus, very, very smart, okay? He is not in the same business or stratosphere of what we're doing. He is literally trying to fucking, trying to arbitrage fucking golf numbers. And that's all he's trying to do. All he has to do is figure out X, Y, Z. If you look at his fucking, like, portfolio and what he's doing with college betting, he's taking a bunch of parlays and minus 1,000 favorites. He's figuring out it comes to, like, you know, 78% if I bet this much of that. Like, he is, he's doing the same thing with golf. Like, that's all he's doing. If you if you have a huge bankroll and you have, like, investors giving you fucking, you know, whatever it is, $50 million for a sports betting portfolio, you could do this shit. If, we, if you're talking about our money, even with the syndicate, it's tough to do. No. Listen, I like Rufus and I like his brain, but he's not doing the same fucking thing we're doing. So every time he goes on a podcast and says something, it's completely fucking disingenuous and it fucking frustrates me because I understand how that side of the business works, though. Okay, I think what you said is kind of very fair, but mainly like we're not doing the same thing. We're making outright bets so. for entertain, right. like for like more fun for Sunday sweats. He like what he's doing is like at a level so beyond. It's a and, and I guess you're right. When he does come on to like shows on Vizin and makes his points to casuals who then follow, like it's he's Bad. playing such a different game. So different and game. the game he's playing, he's excellent at currently. Not our game though. But not it's not game. the he's game. Play, he's He's yeah. playing the private equity game. That's all he's doing. He's playing. He's playing the hedge fund game. He's playing. How do I? How do? How do I? How do I take all these people's money and give them a return X Y Z? And look, that makes sense for that. For what we do, makes zero sense because he thinks. Oh, listen, mathematically, if you do this ten thousand times, you're gonna get this. Well, guess what? We're not doing this fucking ten thousand times. We're doing this one time on a fucking Sunday. And. Period. End of story. That's all right. All right, Capper. You, you've done a lot of complaining during this uh, segment. How about did you bet anybody <laughs> you. between like twenty five and fifty, or no? So I bet Sahith at thirty five. That's why okay. I wanted to see if Jeff thought, thought it was good. Because uh, listen, I'm in Florida. Hard Rock 
might be legal, but it still comes out super late. Um, and I still use brown bag more than I use fucking hot rock because the juice is unbelievably bad. Like my my fucking bookie has better juice than the hot rock. So yeah, okay. I don't know. So Ethan thirty five. Uh, I thought about Tom Kim at thirty five, but I don't know. I just can't. He's just he's so short off the tee. And if you look at the past winners on here, I mean, you got long guys: Woodland, fucking Scotty, Brooks. Like I don't know. Like uh, I'm good with leaving Tom Kim off my gut. All right, I, I bet another guy in this range. Um, I just like the way Adam Scott's playing lately. Love it. He's he's been driving the ball really good all the way since last fall. The iron. So the concerning thing is between like 150 and 200, really important proximity range this week. He's been pretty bad over the last two years. It's improved a little bit over the last six months. His overall iron numbers doing a little better. He's putting better. He's putt pretty well on these overseated surfaces too. Can't wait. It's, can't, it's, we, can't wait for you to motherfuck him when he misses a two and a half foot putt on fucking Saturday. Can't yeah, man. That 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 I've done that plenty of times in my career. I might do that again. But I just love how he's playing. Uh, it fits everything I'm looking for. I really think driving just with the soggy conditions, the colder conditions. Uh, I think that's going to take on an extra premium uh, this week. Uh, Fifty five to one. Adam Scott playing good. Let's go. All right. Uh, yeah, I like Adam. Man, he's on. He's he's like been on a sh- a short, a really cut down list that I've had. But I like hearing you're on him. I'm sometimes such a sucker. I'm sometimes such a sucker for him. Uh, he hasn't played a ton, but he has been playing really well mm-hmm. when he tees it up these days. Yeah, there is there is no one I trust less on a three foot putt than Adam Scott. You know, nowadays there might be guys you would trust less, but but I get it. Like I can't argue yeah. with that. Scar tissue, man. Scar tissue. Which yeah. is fine. Look, he looks great in beige. My wife likes him. All, all the girls like him. He looks great. He's got a good accent. Yeah, he hasn't won anything in the See, back. listen, it could be a big week for the wives because I tell you, nothing gets some of like I, I think could be around the same age. I know I sure I sure puts them in the mood. Dude, too. dude, so, listen. Uh, little I don't got I sure parlay. We could be getting lucky after yeah, the clock boys. on the dot. <laughs> my my wife has some very okay, strong dude. takes about uh Usher's first song that uh we'll talk about on our third. Me and show. me and my wife love some yeah. Usher, man. That seven o'clock on the dot. Ready to creep. Yeah, so uh, between Adam Scott and Usher, man, we could be in for a night. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> might be a good night. Yeah. Might be a good might, night. Might be. All right, year old white guys, very happy with the fucking halftime show. Let's go. All right, let's. let's, let's tongue wagging over Shakira. We're like, oh baby, what do you think about Usher? Let's go. All right, let's go north of sixty. Jeff, is anybody north of sixty like that you really like this week? Go to sixty. Go to sixty to one hundred. We're already running an hour. Yeah. Plus, I want to get his San Diego thoughts and Super Bowl thoughts. Okay. So, sixty to one hundred. Who you got? Uh, sixty to one hundred. I will say you kind of got to fight for the guy, but uh, I I could see okay. uh, Corey Connors popping. People okay. are like making it like he's playing horrible. He's just not playing as good as he should. Uh, but uh, he's a guy that I'm kind of looking to sneak in i don't know that i could bet um i don't know that i could bet norin but i don't mind norin i've seen like like his number get up to 90 but i trust like adam scott more than i trust norin uh, i don't really have a, a lot here because between those two futures and what i'm gonna do between like 30 and 60 i'm kind of just out you kind of dead all right so so jeff like Endorsing Corey Connors is like me endorsing somebody from Sully. 
to, to play well in X golf. Fair game. enough. Yeah, I call him the banana stand. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always money in the banana stand. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Batia at 80 to one. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet him too, Capper. So you, so you beat me on a number five. I got 75. I just almost, I almost feel bullied at this point where I like when the number is there, like, I feel like I have to bet it just so I'm not made fun of by the other golf guys. That's kind of the only reason I bet it, if I'm being honest. Okay. I mean, so, so why I bet it, I mean, he's been playing great lately. He had a T13 at Torrey Pines. T degree numbers look really great. Good. Is, I, it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like he, the start of his career, the putter hasn't been all that good, but he's been putting a little better lately. Plus, I mean, he broke the narrative I always had on him. They only performs really good at honeymoon locations and tropical locations. He finally got a good finish at Torrey Pines. So, I mean, I don't call San Diego, uh, no offense, uh, Jeff. A good honeymoon destination, but uh, I just like how he's been playing lately. He's a good driver, fits what I'm looking for. Uh, I also bet Kurt Kitayama one ten to one. Good starts, solid start to the year. Isn't really showing in the performance right now, but ball striking numbers look really good. He's got length. Uh, one of the correlated courses to this place uh, is Bay Hill. He's won there. Um, I like how, it, how he's been showing there, and then. Look, I mean, I'm looking at this weather report, cold, rainy, maybe some windy conditions. This guy does have a top 10 uh, at Scottsdale back when it was kind of difficult scoring conditions, I think in 2016 or so. Um, How about 110 to one Shane Lowry? Not, you know, T25 at Farmers. 110? I like that. That's Uh, impressive. It it, it dipped to 110 and then immediately went back to 80 um today but it, when i i was eyeing him up and i said as soon as i saw him cross 100 I'm like you know what? he still I, owes us from the fucking honda and the heritage that yeah prick. yeah it's yeah, i like lowry it does make know. sense uh i miss those big numbers that one i think um low key i think that is i don't mean like chalky in that extent yeah. but low key like sharp i think yeah, that I like lowry that. play that numbers dipped big and it's not like i've seen him it's not like i've seen him on a lot of people's cards so i i want to say there could be some like really respected money behind shane lowry this week and i can see why yeah i'm seeing i'm seeing 65 jeff you seen anything bigger 70 is the biggest i've seen i I see at rivers uh yeah 70 so so briefly on bet online it went to 110 and then he got better. Steve always gets Steve, Steve's such a prick. He's always lords the best numbers of them. He's like, I have all these books I get to choose from. Have fun with your Seminoles down in Florida and your brown bag who doesn't put out odds until Wednesday. <laughs> I never say that. You say that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jeff, do you, have, do you have any cross sport props for the Phoenix? Like, I got one. No, I'm found. not going to lie. Every, like. My my wife's been away. I've been dealing with two kids. I <laughs> thought of like looking at cross sport props. Uh, my head would explode if someone I trusted like you gave me one and I liked it. Like I happily tail, but my mind is not in a place to digest. Can it. I can I tell you the worst thing I heard today? So I was working and like you know how like randomly it'll go from like a podcast that you listen to to like whatever Spotify thinks you want to listen to. So it was a it was a big network golf show. This guy's bet. I didn't realize what was happening. And I, I recognized one of the voices. And then the next one shows up. He decided to do it was plus 300 for Scotty Scheffler to win. No, it was plus 200. Scotty Scheffler to win or Travis Kelsey first touchdown. Plus 200 for that bet. 
That is possibly the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is on this is on like a three-letter network podcast. <laughs> like that focuses on golf. Unbelievable. I was like, wow. You are giving this out to people? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah, so. Just bet them both separately, you fucking asshole. Like, why are you telling these people to bet this? It's unbelievable. Well, congrats to that guy. He probably is going to win that back because he just shifted the universe. Uh, yeah, probably right. There. Probably so, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't like a lot of the offerings this, this year with the cross score problems. One I liked, I, I, I like, so for the, for the Super Bowl, and we'll get to this maybe in a little bit, but I like the angle about, you know, the Chiefs are just, they're not the explosive offense anymore. A little more ball control. You know, they got to a little early and they kind of just sit on you. And, the, you know, the Mahomes under passing yards has been alluring to me, but you can get it against the winning score at Phoenix. And I saw the weather report. It's going to be cold. It's not going to break 60 all week. You get some wind on Thursday, wind on Saturday. It reminds me of that final round in 2019 that was really cold, rainy, windy, and it played over par. So we're going to get at least two days of that, and it's not going to break 60 the rest of the days. So I'm not seeing, I'm expecting maybe a winning score. You know, maybe 16, 17. Yeah, so it's 284 would be even par. So 16 under would be. Yeah, 16 under gets you like oh, 268. 68, 268, yeah. So the line's to like 262, 263. So you're getting a little bit of yards there. But regardless, though, I just like the Mahomes under and I want to just have a crossword pop prop. So I think winning score higher than Mahomes passing yards. Minus Man, I, mean. I don't know. I, I don't know about okay. the, the yard scares me with Mahomes. Everything scares me with Mahomes. Like, it just scares me. Like, I'm going to bet San Francisco just out of fucking pure stubbornness, and I don't want him to fucking to because I don't want here's what I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Nick fucking Wright say uh, that Mahomes has won three Super Bowls and now he's the greatest fucking quarterback ever. It makes me want to fucking pound my head into the goddamn wall. Well, like, I don't want. I don't want to see a division yeah. rival win triplets on the weekend. So. I'm yeah. Gonna be listen, sad. listen. You have your own reasons. I, I wanted to. I listen. I want to defend my dynasty. The fact that I haven't even been able to breathe and enjoy the dynasty that the Patriots were for 20 years. As soon as Brady leaves, he goes and wins a fucking Super Bowl, and now I get Patrick Mahomes up my ass about to fucking win his third fucking Super Bowl in six years, and I got to hear all these fucking mouth breathing redneck barbecuing fucking assholes fucking be like. Patrick Mahomes is the best. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, you think he's awesome. See how he does 15 to 20 years, but you have assholes like Nick Wright. And like, Nick Wright is like the, the low nut of sports media, period, end of story. Like, that's it. And the fact that people talk about Mahomes like he's the greatest ever. Like, look, dude, the guy is a stud. If you say he's not awesome and you don't like him, then you're an asshole, right? You might not like his family. His brother's kind of an asshole, maybe. He's sexual assault guy, uh, wife kind of a pill, you know, whatever it be. But Mahomes himself does everything correctly, right? Answers everything nice, fucking plays awesome, makes all the players better around him. And look, Andy Reid, who doesn't like Andy Reid? The Wallace with the mustache, he likes his nuggies, fine, whatever. He needs to do it for another 15 fucking years. He even said it. But all these, all the Peyton fans made me hate Peyton Manning. Like, I hated Peyton Manning for fucking 20 years until he got on TV and all the indie people shut up and i was like oh man it's okay but uh, yeah i can't i i want i want i want i want i want san francisco to win so bad okay. <laughs> so bad which means kansas city in a route 
Well, I mean, Jeff, I mean, why don't we kick over to you for official Super Bowl pick? I don't know if you, you know, if you keep me a top pick or anything, <laughs> but. Let's get, are, state of the, let's get a state of the Chargers before his okay. for a Super Bowl. All right. I know, he, I know he does it everywhere, but I won't get mad at him and he can just yell and talk as long as he wants. No, I mean, I just, it's nice that, like, even when the Chargers screw it up, you'll have to find a different slant because, like, it's not like, oh, it's cheap Chargers or, like, you can't take them seriously. Or it's like every time you're like, I really like the Chargers this week, but man, they're the Chargers and they're going to screw it up on the margins. Like now you can maybe say, no, I like the Chargers and they might lose, but they're not going to like screw it up. Like they'll just like lose. And like maybe that's fair. Uh, like when they're winning games, they're actually going to maybe win them. Uh, it's just a level of credibility. That's what it is. I'm paranoid that it's like almost too good that something's going to happen or like, it, it, you know, like everyone, I've never seen a coaching hire literally universally praise like they did the right thing that's exactly what they needed that's the guy they got they they didn't think they'd pay him they paid him uh whether you think the chargers are going to win next year or in like two or three years it doesn't seem like anyone doesn't think that they're going to kind of get it going here so that's exciting So your the last coach you had was a complete fucking moron, like stiff, like worse than the, uh, was it Tony? Was it Tony Lynn who was your last one? Well, there's yeah, Lynn yeah, and Staley's, one. but they can blur together for him. Yeah, well, Staley. What I'm saying, so before Staley, Staley was the worst, but Lynn was even a more fucking moron. So when Schottenheimer was hired, do you remember if like yeah. people were excited? Like, yeah, but it was different because Schottenheimer no, didn't no have. You forget though, Schottenheimer. Like, I believe Marty Schottenheimer belongs in the Football Hall of Fame. It's not his fault that John Elway like is the great. Like, it's not his fault. John Elway had the greatest drive ever, essentially. Um, oh, oh, sir, we can argue about the greatest drive ever. Okay, sure, fine. fine. Up until that point, then. <laughs> there was a period of time where that was, but fine. You probably got whatever. That's fine. Um, but like Schoenheimer was still a guy that like hadn't won the big one. It was like what the Chargers needed. Okay. They were off a one in fifteen season when they brought. Right, so that's what I was asking. So like, was the was was the was the excitement the same? No, like, it was like it wasn't exciting. It was a because they didn't. They were like one in fifteen. There was so much to work. It was like this guy is just gonna like turn them not to be a laughing stock. Like, right. that's what the Schottenheimer hire okay. felt like. And even when they hired Schottenheimer, it was like, well, he'll be great. He'll probably get them to the playoffs. But by the time they get there, they'll probably need a new guy to get them over the the top, maybe. Um, but yeah. d- different, different. Because Harbaugh, like, tr- like he's won. Like, tr- Harbaugh's just, like, won. Every, at different places, just won. Yeah. I like him he, much more than his brother. I hate his fucking brother. I hate and him. And Heimer was I'm off just, a one-year stint in Washington where he where he went 500 with, like, a Dan Snyder bought, yeah. like, a super team that one year. Um, not Schottenheimer. I don't like John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is yeah, yeah. fucking screwed. Um So, yeah, I'm excited. They, I'm a, Yeah, it's just nice to see the chart. You've followed the league for a long time. Like, I'm sure it's surprising for everyone to see the Chargers, oh, like, cash. Well, like just make a bunch of right moves. So hopefully that works. Yeah. They'll get the cap sorted out. Everyone wants to be like, oh, who wants a job in the same division as Patrick Mahomes? Welfare. Yeah. I think you blindly ignore the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs this year. Gardner Minshew had a winning in opportunity in the last week of the season. Like 
it, with this new concept of that extra playoff spot, it seems like if you've got a pulse, you should be able to compete to get into yeah. the dance. Again, like look at how bad some of these seven seeds have been the last few years. There's it's, no reason. It's the worst thing that's happened to football, by the way. We don't need this fucking extra game, and I get yeah, it. Maybe. I love football. Maybe I right. want. I want all the extra games, but there's no reason for it. Just give the one and two seeds the bye. Do it back in the day like it was. There's no reason to have these other seven. Listen, I know the Giants came and disrupted us, and fucking it came in as a lower seed, but that was still the six seed, not the seven seed. The seven seed done anything? It's just a money grab by the NFL again. Well, I mean, so Jeff, I mean, obviously we're talking about the, you know, Harbaugh, the head coach. Who's the GM you got there? Is he? Oh, where, where, where did he come oh, yeah, from? Joe I, like Hort- I like him. Yeah. Joe Ortiz. He's been in Baltimore forever okay. scouting all of that. Like, you know, Simpson done a good job with the talent. And then it's an obvious, like, you know, those stories about Harbaugh in San Francisco. So they had to bring a guy in, you know, that he at least <laughs> approves of that. He says his bro, you know, so, well, the, the talent levels in Baltimore, how they've performed in the draft, like, yeah. that seems like a dude. Good Baltimore's uh, so Ozzie Newsome was one yeah, of the greatest the GMs, one of the greatest GMs, like unbelievable draft at the unbelievable draft. And uh, listen, I so out of all the teams I hate, like I hate the Jets just because they're the Jets and they suck and their fans are miserable. But I fucking hate the Ravens, and the reason I hate the Ravens is because. They weren't scared of the Patriots. They would come up, and it would be some of the most stressful games I've ever sat through in my entire fucking life. And those teams did not give a shit. Ray Lewis, fucking Terrell Suggs, whether he's a piece of shit or not, murderer for Ray Lewis, and then you know pouring bleach on the face of his pregnant girlfriend, Terrell Suggs. You know, great human beings. Uh, just kidding, but they're awesome football players, so they were still allowed to play. And uh, yeah, I, I just uh, the Ravens did not give a shit, and that was. That was the team that gave the Patriots the most problems over the last sure. 28 years. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. For so sure. the fact that you got somebody from that tree is definitely good. Yeah. They had this press conference today. So I'm probably going to like walk the dog when we're done here in a couple minutes yeah. uh, and, and finally listen to that. Cause I love me a good press. And now you, now you got Harbaugh. And now they should be given like Monday breakdown. Dude, I am getting the Mondays. I trolled the social media guy to say, you didn't pay a coach like $50 million a year to not like that. He's getting his Mondays next yeah. fall. And he's That's really right. excited gonna be, about it. Um, but yeah, I, you're going to be so disappointed on these Mondays though, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. Listen, I guess maybe it might be different because I have Belichick and he basically told reporters. Oh no, but yeah, it's different. But also like I'm so invested in the pressers because the coaches are losers and I don't trust them. So I just want to hear what they're saying. I actually feel like when you have a good coach, it's almost like you don't give a shit what they say. Like you just yeah. trust everything in the processes that maybe I'll actually trust. care less because I just trust the guy at the microphone. I mean yeah. that. Um, can I hook you guys my Super Bowl thought and then? Yeah, let's, let's, I, let's, let's get for you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I do have a 49ers future, which, as you know, as a degen, yeah. like just to get a future into the big game. Like that's such a good feeling. Yeah. Then I don't have that's to go out of pocket to actually bet the game. So that's yeah. like feels like a win. That being Can I ask said, you, you're still going to bet the game, though. Yeah, yeah, well, that being said, yeah, I've got a lot of props. Uh, I think Debo Samuel is going to have a monster game. I'm scared shitless Br- Brock Purdy and is going to fuck up and Mahomes is going to get his triplets. But I am so confident Debo monster. Over four and a half receptions. Like, what are we talking about? 
The okay. guy, they've had two weeks to prepare. He had, he was healthy in that last game where they said he was 50-50. He was healthy. Uh, over, like, Debo 14-15 rushing yards, over. I'm telling you, over. Uh, I think Debo, if the 49ers win, is going to win the MVP. So all the Debo Samuel love for me. on What's, the Debo, what's Debo MVP? Well, I bet it before the NFC title game at 65 to 1. Yeah. I thought if they made the Super Bowl, it would be like 12 to 1. It's actually still like 30 to 1. So I was like, what the hell? How can you still get Debo MVP at 30 to 1? So that would be my thing. Also, uh, yeah, those are Debo props. That's what I'm all. Debo monster game. All right. That's my Debo monster. All right, well, Capper and I still need to get our money back because we are heavy on Debo in the Packers game. And then uh, uh, it looks like he was going to have massive usage. And then uh, he was. Yeah, but that's the thing. Immediately. They had the buy. So that was a two week right. prep I for know, massive usage for Debo. Like you knew. <laughs> and the reason you thought the massive usage in that game, it's the same reason I'm getting it in this game because we got two weeks. Right. He's the playmaker. The plays that they didn't even run in that game, they still got in the bag. Like no. because of that injury to me, it's like they still have some of the arsenal they haven't even shown yet for the postseason. I am such a sucker for the big depot game. I hope you guys get your money back if you join me. It, it does not take a lot. Just like uh, convince me to bet Sungjae does not take a lot for me to bet depot props. So uh, nope. I. I only have you to blame, Jeff. But thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Sorry I went a little long. No, it's good. Perfect. But I got to get out here. Why don't you uh, give a couple plugs before you get out of here? Where can we find you? Beautiful. So uh, uh, over at Mayo Media, we've done our golf video for the week. The football one should be dropping. We're, you know, just having some fun with Tim. Pat and I also interviewed Richard Deitch this week. Sports Media Reporter should be dropping. So if you're just into that, like, boring minutia stuff that... I am actually into uh, we, we talked to Richard about some of that stuff. So that should be coming out and uh, video over at odds checker, which really just Mayo media odds checker boys. I always love throwing down with you. Hit me up anytime. I mean it. I could have gone longer if I didn't have kids and dogs. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, buddy, we, we got kids and dogs. Jeff, appreciate you being on bro. Motherfucking uh, good luck with the future, man. All the best. Uh, we'll speak soon. Hopefully, uh, winners. Hopefully, winners Let's coming. Go. There you go. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> appreciate go. it. So, all right, Capper. Uh, well, yep. We will be back uh, in about 25 minutes <laughs> for the Lit Podcast. Let's go. And uh, I'll tell you all about the mafia history of Las Vegas Country Club. Oh, sir. Oh, we want to talk mafia? Oh, I can't wait to school you. Let's go. All right. We'll talk to you boys in a little bit. Let's go. Let's go.